I feel like the out of six, even though it makes sense because you have six packs, but if you're really crushing beer, you're not crushing six beers. I know. <laughs> You're not even really cr- crushing 12, right? You're like buying the 24-pack or the 30-pack. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Are You Ready for Another? The ongoing conversation about life, beer, and what lies ahead. And I'm coming to you live. Well, I guess when you listen to this, it won't be live. But right <laughs> now, it is live from my hotel room in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeehaw! <laughs> and my name is Michael Moyer. And I'm Kevin Murphy. All right, Kevin, what's your first beer? So my first beer tonight, I think this was very, very fitting because, you know, we we're turning 21 tonight oh. uh, with our 21st episode. So tonight I have Natural Light Natter Days. <laughs> uh, <laughs> have you... Have you had uh, a Natter Day? I have not had a Natter Day. Okay. <laughs> so nat- Natty in general is a just American lager beer, uh, you know, light beer. But this is, in the website, uh, does it best to describe it. For those who like strawberry lemonade and drinking <laughs> beer, sit back and relax. It's Natter Day. <laughs> and it's like pink, right? The uh, the, the, the um, box and stuff? Or... Yeah, there's flamingos all over it. <laughs> and it seriously, it, it tastes like you're drinking strawberry lemonade. Like, it doesn't taste like beer at all. Um, 4.2 ABV. So, on the crushability scale, I give this a 6 out of 6. Oh, yeah. Kevin's first <laughs> 6 out of 6, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's Natter Day. That's awesome. Well, I think before I tell you my first one, I have to, um, you know, tell you what I've gone through to, to get this beer. It's not crazy, but all right. So I am in Nashville for work. Um, I stopped working about 45 minutes ago. So I got back to my room. I have on my back a book bag with my, my drill with -hmm. three different battery packs with the battery charger, a hammer, (laughs) my, um, uh, drill bits, and my like uh, screw bits, right? Okay. So that's that's in the yeah. backpack. Uh-huh. Attached to that, I have my. You remember my to go bag that I, um, you know, told everybody that I, I carry around with me that right. has all my cables and stuff in it. Uh-huh. So yep. that is attached to the book bag. Okay. Um, on the other side of my shoulder, I have our corporate camera and the three different lenses that we have. So that's in its own bag. And then I have my computer bag, which has my work computer all its cables, et cetera, in it. So I have all uh-huh. these bags on my back. Right. And then in front of me, I have three boxes of iPads. <laughs> <laughs> so I come back to my room, throw this stuff down, and I'm like, I was hoping I'd have time to go to a convenience store or somewhere to buy two beers for tonight's episode. Okay. Right? Uh-huh. Definitely didn't have time. And I was like, you know what? I'm probably just going to do water or something, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. And I was like, the, 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 you know, maybe I'll find a Coke machine or something. Uh-huh. Well, anyways, I'm, I come in the room. I'm trying to get all this stuff set up. Um, now, my travel set up for us, me uh, uh, recording, consists of an iPad, um, you know, my microphone, my little uh, a Pogi Duet uh, mm-hmm. recording studio, 
I immediately notice that I forget the microphone clip to actually attach the microphone to the mic stand. I'm like, well, uh-huh. crap. You know, like, <laughs> so already I'm like, well, it's going to be a weird episode because we're probably going to record short and then it's going to be strange because uh, I don't have beers and now I'm going to have to hold the mic. And and holding the mic is not the worst thing in the world, but, uh-huh. yeah, you know, I'm pretty... Um, animated with my arm movements you know right so right. like i might be talking down here might, so it requires a lot more editing uh because it's like oh i might be too quiet here and stuff so. uh-huh. um but thankfully um i have a drink holder on my microphone stand and i'm like hmm, maybe i can like tape this to it and just get it to work yeah. so anyways i've kind of like jerry-rigged the tape holder and since i have the little foam cover for the microphone it kind of holds it there so uh-huh. so so that's there i'm like okay score uh, th- that's not a loss now i can right. have the microphone <laughs> but i'm still out for beer and then i'm like you know what i wonder if they have a mini fridge and so since i'm um you know, traveling for work, uh, uh-huh. everything is tied to my corporate credit card. And and my corporate credit card isn't like, it's not like I can't drink, but, you know, it's one of those things where I don't really want two beers at, you know, 1030 at night, like not associated with food just showing up on my, you know, <laughs> expense report or something. <laughs> so I call the front desk and I'm like, hey, you know, um, can I, can I like line item out things like you know hey the, the the food i had for dinner last night yes that goes on the corporate card but can just these t- this beer you know go on a different card and he's uh-huh, like yeah uh-huh. when you check out just um let me know and uh-huh. or you know we and we could split it and stuff and i was like oh that's right. awesome but then i was thinking about it i was like of course it does because like what if you know somebody wants to watch porn on a business yeah. trip <laughs> that's who they made that for not for people trying to separate their you know, M&Ms that they bought for $12. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, I'm like, I'm like, score, this is awesome. And I'm like, okay, everything's going to work out. I have 10 minutes left. It'll be perfect. Um, So I'm trying to set up the area at the the, the desk. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but what is it with hotels trying to hide outlets? Like, Mm -hmm. what is it? What's going on there? There's two outlets in this room. And they're both on our end tables, and or on my end tables, and nothing else. Like all the the, the outlets are protected by this fortress of a desk that you know right. is completely solid. <laughs> so I'm like, well, shoot, I I needed to plug in um, with the mobile recording setup. I have to have it plugged into an outlet, and it's not a very long cord. So I'm like, well, crap. So I'm I'm on my nightstand <laughs> with all my stuff. I'm sitting by the bed talking. So, anyways, I'm I'm getting that stuff set up. Get the mic working. You know, it, it's everything's going well. And right. I'm like, okay, I got got a minute left. Got to go grab some beers. Go to open the mini fridge. It's locked. <laughs> oh shit! So you'd think the guy when I called and said, hey. Um, can I separate out the mini fr- fridge purchases or whatever, you know, et cetera. Uh-huh. He yeah. probably would have been like, oh yeah, we lock all the mini fridges and maybe they don't and it just happened to be locked or something. Right, right. So he's like, oh yeah, we, we lock that. I call, I call down and he's like, um, yeah, I'll, I'll bring you a key. And I was like, oh, like it's like an actual key, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
he comes and gives me this key and he's like here you go and i was like oh do you need this back and he's like no you can hold on to the whole time i'm like you cheeky bastard you know i'm gonna get like the delicious m&ms out of the mini fridge now and stuff don't you yeah (laughs) (laughs) so anyways a very long way of saying i have picked out as my first drink for tonight it is a urban winery dry hopped pear cider Ah, and that's urban, interesting. Yeah, um, an urban winery. It looks like to be a Nashville winery, um, but it's not not too bad. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't live up to like my man. I'd really like to go for a bushlight right now type feeling. Yeah. And, but, <laughs> ah, but it's kind of nice. It's look, normally I'm not a huge pear fan, but when you add alcohol to it and you make it a cider. Eh. so for crushability um i'd have to say one uh i just can't crush ciders and they're 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 too even dry ciders you know they can become they're just too much right yeah (laughs) Uh uh-huh so i got to give it a one but again just a reminder to everyone the crushability scale has been borrowed from Land Grant Brewing Company. It's 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 a one one or uh, one to six rating of how much can you crush this beer. <laughs> so Kevin and I do have two distinct uh, ratings: whether we like a drink or not, versus can you just crush this on a right. dog day afternoon. So right. <laughs> so even though I'm only giving this a one, that doesn't mean I don't like it. It's just you probably shouldn't be crushing this. <laughs> right. Right. Now, did did you say urban winery or brewery? Winery. It's a huh. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Nashville Urban Winery is. Um, let's see what else they've got. A winery and event space in the heart of Nashville, Tennessee. It looks like just one of those things. They're like, hey, people like wine. People like beer. You know, <laughs> people like right. cider. So right. they're making you know just everything <laughs> under the sun. Um, and somehow they've. They've wiggled their way into the Weston's uh, mini fridge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is. Under- I was so waiting for the the climax of that story to be. You got this key. You opened up the mini fridge, and there's like no beer in there. <laughs> well, I will say the the. Uh, I should have taken a picture. Um, there is like a pre-made, and I almost got it. I almost did, but I knew it'd be like forty dollars, probably. But right, <laughs> there was a pre-made bottle of old fashioned in there. Okay, like and so they have all these mixed drinks, right? And they're like yeah. kind of in the red stripe size bottle. Like that's like kind of what the bottle looks like. I think it might be a little smaller. But yeah, mm. there's four of them in the row. And again, yeah, I need to take a photo and, and share that's, that right now. That's but, funny. But yeah, I was like, hmm, I really should be like, all right, Kevin, I'm having an old fashioned. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's probably the like worst way to have this type of old fashioned. It'd be funny if they had a Moscow mule in there. And I'd be like, um, you know, where's my copper can? Yeah. <laughs> So how was the drive down? You you drove down today, right? No, it was uh, yesterday morning. Um, oh, yesterday morning. Yeah, so I, uh, 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 um, I left at like four forty five a.m. Okay, and you know when, so a lot of times when you head like through Cincinnati way from Athens, you can either go up through Columbus you know mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. down 71 that way or you can head down um southeast 
Well, I, I for a, when I originally looked, I was like, oh, it's probably going to take me that way through Cincinnati. But nope, I completely bypassed Cincinnati completely. So hmm. that was kind of nice. Um, you know, it was no cars at all for <laughs> a very long time. Yeah, um, yeah. Until I actually started getting into Nashville. But it was nice getting into Nashville uh, around like... Well, I guess it was 10.30 Nashville time, which was funny because I, I, I put in, hey, I want to get to Nashville no later than 11.30. And then as it was going, I was like, wait a minute, that's going to get me there at 10.30, you know? Cause yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, <laughs> shit, like, because I didn't really want to get here early. I was trying to time it. So when I met up with, with everyone else um, uh, on my team and stuff, because we, we needed to go to the, the space and everything to, to right. start working right. out and stuff. But it, but it wasn't too bad of a trip. I was definitely... A lot more tired than I was hoping to be because um, I guess it always happens. I'm like, oh, I got to get up, you know, kind of early. Got to get sleep. And then, of course, I don't get sleep. And so yeah, yeah. I kept <laughs> I kept waking up. You know, Lily will sleep from about 8 p.m. until, you know, give or take an hour around midnight. And so okay. I expected to get up at that point. But the problem is, is I never went to bed. I never fell asleep. So I was up all through that time up to when she got up and then I was like, okay, now I'm going to sleep. And then I like slept for half an hour and I felt like, Oh, it's about time to get up. And I looked and it was like 1245. <laughs> oh man. So finally get up. Um, a lot of times fire, excuse me, uh, five hour energy drinks helped me, but it helped for the first like two hours. Cause it was like a six, six hour and 15 minute drive. If I drove straight. Right. But yeah, about halfway through, I was like, oh, I need to find a rest stop. Like, so I found a rest stop. I like peed and stuff. I thought I was going to be able to, um, to like maybe sleep for ten minutes or something. But of course, because I got out and moved around and stuff, I was all yeah, awake. So I was just yeah. like, but even stopping for the little bit kind of refreshed me and stuff. Right, right. <laughs> and so, what's funny is the whole time I'm driving, I'm paranoid about my wheels falling off on my car. Okay. <laughs> okay. And, and, and the reason is, is Ford, and I know other companies have done this too, but since like 2010, in their infinite wisdom of going cheaper and cheaper on parts, right? Right. Is these lug nuts that are on our tires, and I don't know how old lug nuts are. I'm sure they were on the very first vehicle back in 1880 right some way of attaching your wheel and keeping it on but let's say that the modern lug nut the steel lug nut has been around for i don't know 80 years right like this thing that has a fastener that you twist and etc well anyways in like the last 10 years they've decided well the interior is going to be steel but the actual outside where the 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 you know the hexagon is that's okay. going to be like a form of aluminum. And huh. again, who knows why they did this? And it has to be money. It's not like, right, hey, right. we designed a newer, better lug nut. <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> right. Well, um, it's been a huge problem, especially with Ford cars. And it's on all Ford cars from like 2013 on. Uh, so, you know, on your focus, all, a lot of Lincolns. What, he was, what happens is they expand over time, the, the, the aluminum part. Okay. So... You're, um, you go to change your tire and your 19 millimeter 
bolt won't fit it anymore, right? Because it's mm-hmm. kind of expanded. So you can't right. get your tire off because the one that's in your trunk that you used to change a flat, it won't work. Okay. So um, I've been wanting to replace it. My my Ford Escape is a 2017. I've had it for a few years. I think I bought it in 2016. So, you know, it's a three-year-old car. Okay. Um, And I just was reading forums and somebody was like, hey, yeah, my 2016 Ford Escape, this just happened to, what the hell? And then there was actually a class action lawsuit that people tried to go against Ford, but it got thrown out for some reason. And I'm like, what the hell did it get thrown out for? Like, it's a legitimate problem. So anyways, I'm like, you know, I should just, I'm going to be on on this trip and I want to make sure, you know, if I do have a flat that I don't need to, um, you know, change it, et cetera. So anyways, I order a new set of lug nuts. They're like, 30 bucks right and everybody's like these are a billion times better than the the ones on there so so i get these lug nuts and i originally thought i had ordered i'm almost convinced i did order these but i thought i'd order black ones because they you can get them in black and my tire my wheels are black and i was like ooh, that'd be cool because the original ones were just regular you know silver right Uh so even though i had the the quote-unquote fancy wheels the lug nuts were silver and so i was like ooh, i'll just get the black ones and i'm sure after a year the the black would chip off or whatever but yeah yeah (laughs) well anyways i guess i didn't order the black so i get just regular stainless steel and i'm like all right whatever so i i put it on i was like um there's so when you're just changing the lug nuts right like so you know when you take your tire off you're supposed to follow the the, do this kind of star pattern you know or putting Mm -hmm. it back on all all this type of stuff yeah but i couldn't find anything specific for just changing lug nuts right like i'm not taking the tire off I'm not, okay. you know, replacing it. I'm just taking this lug nut off, et cetera. So anyways, I still followed the star pattern. I, I took them off one at a time and, like, retightened it. Because I saw one person was like, well, the other one's already tightened, right? So you can go ahead and tighten that one back. So I did that. And I've got them on. They look great, et cetera. Uh-huh. Stuff. Uh-huh. But as I'm driving, I'm just like, man, should I have, of like, you know really like taken off the wheel and just done it from scratch so that way they're really on there and i didn't have right. my um um what's the what's the uh, uh what's the ratchet called the that you uh, would... torque wrench torque wrench so yeah. i didn't i didn't use a torque wrench right okay because yeah. i was just like trying to get it done so i'm I'm like four hours into my trip to, to nashville right and I'm, i just keep thinking about like i should probably stop and buy a torque wrench <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and I, yeah. I can't like shake the feeling right i'm just like i'm sure it'll be fine like right people don't right. even follow the like once you change a wheel you're supposed to drive like 100 miles and then right like, you're supposed to retighten it whatever yep. and so yeah anyways i'm like stopping for gas you know about you know 300 miles into the trip and i'm like right there's a auto parts that i was just like i pulled in i buy a torque wrench <laughs> Oh man! Uh, and like the specs for that are like a hundred pounds, you know, and, it, yeah. and it, like it was close and stuff. So, so hopefully, right. knock on wood, my my trip back, um, I won't be worrying about my wheels falling off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's awesome that you actually went and got one though. <laughs> well, I needed one, you know. I didn't. I don't actually yeah, own one. Yeah. So, but I remember I, when I was at OSU. Um, this uh, kind of friend of mine that I had a couple classes with, he was he was changing like I think he was 
putting, I don't know, new wheels or something on. And I had just bought a torque wrench myself. And I was like, hey, man, I was like, I got, you know, like, you know, I've just got this torque wrench. You know, I, if you would like to borrow it, you know, more than happy to, to let you lend it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just like, you know what? Tight is always right. And I was like, <laughs> OK, man. <laughs> So that, so, so that's the, the ethos that he lives by is just (laughs) tight is always right. (laughs) Oh man. Was he a younger one? uh, Yeah. 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 Yeah, He was like 20 (laughs) years old or something like that. Um, And I'm sure, I'm sure like some, some grandpa of his like told him that. And it's just like, yeah, but you know, they, they, they put those torque specs on there for a reason. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure my tightness was because truthfully, when I tighten them with a torque wrench, like maybe only three actually moved a little bit, you know, yeah, to like tighten. Yeah. So it's fairly close and stuff, but um, but yeah, it's one of those things where it's just like I've I've known people where their wheels fall off, and it's oh, probably yeah. because <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> they didn't have their. <laughs> I I believe that actually happened to. My sister recently, there was something, I think she might have had brake work done or something. Man. I'll have to, I'll have to get, uh, get the story again, but basically it boiled down to, she was hearing a noise and had like Joe check it out. And it ended up being that some of the lug nuts on her, one of her wheels were, were loose. God, like whoever, man. whoever put the wheel back on after yeah. they got done working on it, like, never spec them down like yeah. never tightened them down and i and i know that like it's probably just a human error like it's not yeah. like they did that nefariously like Ooh, right, I'm screw right. Them. but it's just like come on <laughs> like yeah <laughs> like we, we already drive these two thousand pound death machines right? right we don't need something else to you know make it horrible that sucks though but it's good she like caught it yeah know. yeah but uh <laughs> do you um you know, you 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 were love doing stuff to your car and stuff like. Right. Is, is there like when you were growing up and you're like, okay, I need I need to buy these essential things for my vehicle. You know, uh-huh. these jack stands or you know, like now uh, when when you come up with that list, is there anything right now that you? don't have but you're like well i definitely need to get this melissa because this is a requirement as a car owner (laughs) you know what i would love to have is a cordless impact for for breaking lugs off Mm -hmm. um people use those all the time and they're just as powerful as like the air powered impacts Uh um but granted you know i guess i'm really not taking my wheels off a whole lot but if i ever had to I could just like real quick with the you know Dewalt impact like you know so, get them Ke- off. Kevin's walking down his street and he's just going up to every like John Doe and Jane Smith, being like, "Hey, you need your wheels taken off because I just got this fancy <laughs> new cordless impact. This three hundred dollar cordless impact that I'll use twice in my life. <laughs> it's like when my brother bought an engine." Um, I don't even know what it's called, but it lifts the engine out of your car. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> like, now, at the time, he had the, the Civic, and I think he was, like, 
aspiring to do like his everything himself you know right like, yeah I do the sway bar he did himself you know like he was just like i want to i want to do all this stuff to, to myself and stuff so it was an aspirational purchase that i think he might have used once um uh-huh. just to say that he did right because <laughs> <laughs> then he actually ended up using it for a lot of stuff like he had the tractor he was able to like get that out and like hold it and stuff and, but, yeah yeah but uh so so you want this cordless impact and it's a wrench right yeah it's um it's like a like dewalt makes one um i'm trying to uh milwaukee like all all of them make these these cordless impacts but um but yeah it's just they have it's just a ton of torque and and if you need to break lug nuts loose or i did um when i had the infinity i i replaced the i had a broken rear sway bar end link and so i i replaced them myself yeah and with like older vehicles, you know, getting bolts off and stuff are, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you can't do it without having like an impact or something that's really going to put a lot of torque down. So um, I probably don't want it as much anymore now that I don't have the infinity anymore. But like when I was like working on the infinity and, and uh, you know, doing stuff like that, I definitely was just like, man, having... You know, having that cordless <laughs> impact would be nice. Yeah, but I I still see you know like I'm I'm really into like auto detailing, and and like to really get your wheels clean, like oh, yeah, even yeah. on the inside, like uh, professional detailers actually take the wheels off, Ooh. and so they can get like you know the inside of the wheels super clean, um, and like any tar buildup from the road or anything, like they can get that stuff off. So. I don't know. Maybe there's still a reason I can get a three hundred dollar uh, Dewalt cordless impact, but I don't know. All right. Well, how about this, Kevin? I will. Um, I'll pay you a hundred bucks. Okay. To detail my car. All right. Okay. That sounds like a plan. And you can justify it to Melissa, and you can say, "Hey, every year Michael's going to pay me a hundred dollars yeah. to detail, <laughs> and this will pay for itself in three years." That's right. That's right. So do you think you would ever want a side business of just detailing like 100,000 plus uh, cars? Like I, uh, I th- cost, you know, they're 100,000, not you yeah, do Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't know. The, the, mar- the market's pretty saturated in Columbus, so I don't know how successful you could be with that. Yeah. But um, there's a detail company out in uh, New Albany. And they're called Esoteric, and uh, I've been out there a couple of times for their open houses, and they have done um, so. Like Rick Reichard, uh, he has a Ford GT. Like uh-huh. they've they've detailed his car. Like people Is actually he the son of uh, Reichard? Fred Reichard. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like people actually like ship their cars to this place in New Albany to like have them detailed. So they've done. They've done everything. They've done uh, a Bugatti Chiron, which is three point five million, um, and actually that's locally owned. There's a guy here in Columbus that 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 owns it. So, but yeah, I I think that would be really fun because I mean you obviously you get to drive them because you got to drive the car like you know out of the parking garage or you know <laughs> into the building. So I know you're not going fast or anything, but at least you could say, hey, I've I've driven a three point five million dollar car, but. There, yeah, I don't know. There was a website. I don't. I don't know if it still exists or not. But it was just pictures of crashed supercars. Oh, okay. 
And like the running joke on the website was everybody crashed the Ford GT from the mid 2000s because (laughs) people that worked on it, like whether they're detailing it or like doing work to it would always do the, oh, I was just taking it, you know, from the shop to the thing. And it just (laughs) jumped away from me. Like there's all these just random like shots of it, like, you know, being crashed into a building and stuff. So here's, here's what I think you do, Kevin. You know, you said the market's saturated. I think you just start putting your name out there, and you uh-huh. say when people, if someone calls you, be like, "Uh, I'm not really taking new clients right now." You know, I'm right. a little too busy. Yeah, <laughs> with uh, with the the really high end car. So if somebody right. calls you with like a five hundred thousand dollar car, you're like, "Yeah, sorry, I can't really." squeeze those those cheapos and you know i might as well be doing (laughs) honda civics like you just like really make it like (laughs) and then the bugatti kai calls you and you're like yeah i I can't really squeeze that in (laughs) right (laughs) he's like wait a minute i have the most expensive car in columbus you're like right right you're like oh you haven't heard of sarah yeah she just moved into town you might need to look her up Which uh, he actually, this guy, I, I have no idea like who this person is um, that lives here in Columbus, but they just bought a McLaren Senna. Uh, so they have the Bugatti, which is 3.5. And then the Senna, I think, is like, like 1.5, 2 million. So just with two of their cars, they have like $5 million worth of cars. And they live right here in Columbus. So um, I got to think like having supercars in LA to me makes sense. I, I mean, I guess it makes sense anywhere, but like, because LA is what? 95% sunny days. Temperature is uh, always around 70 degrees, give or take, you know, 15. And it's like Ohio. What do we really get for good driving weather where the roads are fairly cleaned, right? Like, cause that's, the, that's the key, right? But uh, the roads, it might be nice weather out, but they still have tons of crap on them from the winter right. and everything. And right. It takes, and so it's like, what do you get? Two months? Three months? You know, in Ohio? And so he's just like... And, and does he get super pissed off when, you know, there's tons of potholes and stuff? He's like, he calls up the... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the engineering office. He's like, what the hell is this? I just took out my $2.5 million car. Right, right. Yeah, I would be. I would just be so paranoid. Like, I feel like I couldn't really enjoy it because. But I don't know. Maybe you just have so much money that you're like, shit. If something breaks, I just I gotta fix it. You know, like you don't you don't treat it like a you know a porcelain dish. Like you you treat it with respect, but you also don't like ever want to drive it because there are like there's a division between like car collectors that never drive the cars. Uh-huh. And then like people are like, these are made to be driven, not just looked at. And yeah. this guy is definitely that way. Like, he drives he, it. Cause... He, he drives it. He takes it to events and stuff like that. Yeah. I just, uh, I had sent you a picture of, uh, uh, at the toy barn uh, recently, he was there with, uh, his Senna and then the, um, the Bugatti, they were side by side. All right, my next one is a Dos Peros Yazoo. It is a, let's read the description. Many Mexican beer styles today are the descendants of old Austrian styles. Huh. When Austria ruled Mexico in the late 19th century, our Dos Peros is made with um, 
Munich English and chocolate malts. Flaked okay. maize and pebble and saws hops. I want, uh, pebble and saws hops. But actually pretty decent. So is it like a like a real light beer, like a like a Corona or yeah, it's 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 definitely that Mexican style or I guess Austrian style, but um, okay. Um, I, it's weird. I can tell almost immediately if I were to drink a lot of something, it would give me a headache. And like Mexican beers, um, are one of those. They taste huh. good. I like the yeah. taste. Right, but there's just something about it that um, if I have like three or four, it, it just goes to my head differently than than other beers. So I have to give this. I'm not going to give it a one, but I'm I'm going to give it a two on the crushability um, scale. So my next one tonight is Two Roads Brewery, and it's the Dry and Mighty Brute IPA. So what I've learned from doing this podcast is brute means dry. So it's essentially like a dry IPA, mm-hmm. um, which I do like things that are dry. But um, I I would think I'm going to say I'm going to give this a three, three out of six in the crushability. Okay. It's it's good, but it's not. I just I don't see myself like wanting to just sit, he, sit here and just like drink beer after beer of this. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know, I was just thinking, I feel like. The out of six, even though it makes sense because you have six packs. But if you're really crushing beer, you're not crushing six beers. I <laughs> you're not even really cr- crushing 12, right? You're like buying the 24 pack or the 30 pack. Right. So, and so that, so I, I really think that I should give Natterday a 12 out of 12 in crushability <laughs> because. All right. It is, it has been stated. Kevin and I are now changing the rating scale again. So this is what oh, happens. Man. Back to my episode where I was bitching about uh, Untapped changing the ratings. <laughs> this is what happens all the time. We're like, oh, yeah. Right. We definitely need it out of 12. Yeah. And then maybe we just have a keg as the ultimate, like. <laughs> It's... Would you buy a keg of this? <laughs> a keg is what, 140 beers or something? Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, we could crush this all night. <laughs> so one of the things we had done um, in my very uh, silly youth of of binge drinking, you know, during college, is um, case races. Now, were you okay. ever a part or witness to a case race? I don't think I was. Okay. I remember, obviously, so, lots of talk about it, but I don't think yeah. I ever participated in, I, in a case I, race. I think... I can't remember. It might, it, it's been, you know, a long time. Uh-huh. I, I'm pretty sure we only did it once or twice. Okay. Uh, but when we did it, it was like... It wasn't a party. I mean, it was a party, but it was like a very focused party, like a Edwards 40 Hands party where you strap... 40s to your hands and duct tape and, right you know, right you're not allowed to go pee until you finish that type of thing. but this was like it's not like it was like hey girls everybody bring your friends it was like there was like 12 of us and the sole purpose was you had a teammate and who your teammate was you had one case of beer and it was who finished the case first and thinking about it now it's just like <laughs> 
is really nothing better to do. Like, I mean, yeah, <laughs> we probably drink that much anyways, right? Like 12 beers in a night. But it was like, hey, uh, let's make a game out of this by like chasing the beer. Now, here's what's funny. Right. So I first heard about case races from Nate up at Case Western. But instead of everyone participating, they would just watch like two teams going at it <laughs> like that. That was their <laughs> so so it was a party. But they'd be like, "Oh, S- Steve, <laughs> Steve and John are so close." But but our party, everybody had to participate. And um, I remember everybody thinking Tori and I, because uh, we were teammates, Tori and I were just gonna like decimate every single person. And I don't know why. It's not, I mean, Tori and I drank a lot, but I think it was more like we we were we were cross country drinkers. We weren't sprinters. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> we were not on the track and field team. We were on the cross country team. We were running the distance. You know, we right. Were, we weren't going for speed. <laughs> and so, like, we didn't even come close to winning. Now, here was one of the main rules: is the winner, and of course, if you won, you didn't get anything it was just bragging rights that so-and-so won but it was key to the rules or at least from what i remember that you could not throw up during or after like immediately after yeah if you went home and puked is fine but if you'd finished and won and was like woo and then immediately like went out and threw up right you're disqualified from the the glory of winning the case race so <laughs> um our friend adam who is tory's roommate he won with uh, our other friend Joe, and there was there was some there was some commotion because Adam did go out and puke um, at a certain point, okay. and I think he held for years that it the the time from when he won to when he puked was like acceptable, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I kind of feel like it wasn't because nobody else was done yet before he puked, so I don't know. Um, Tori and I still weren't even close to winning, but <laughs> uh, case races. So yeah, anyways, uh, definitely Natty Light. Um, it, it's a crushability uh, score is a 24 out of 24, so... <laughs> Oh man, I was just I was trying to find this and and I I can't find that uh can't find it right now. But the whole time you were telling me that, I was just reminded of there was an Aqua Teen Hunger Force, um, episode where like there's these frat aliens that <laughs> the, the, keep the, his dad <laughs> works for a co- yeah he's like my dad works for a dealership right right mm-hmm. and so like one of one of the um one of the frat aliens like drinks too much. And uh, he was just like, I forget what, like, the, the the one said something. He's just like, yeah, I think he's dead. And he's just like, well, if he wakes up, tell him to drink. <laughs> <laughs> if he wakes up, tell him to drink. <laughs> and Patton Oswalt is the voice for both of them. Right. So I'll have to see if I can't find that, that yeah. clip. But Yeah. It's the 19th episode of the second season of Hawkeye Teen Hunger Force. Oh, man, two- you're... You're on it. Damn, man. That was here, I'll send you this link so you can add it to our notes. Okay. I don't have the video though, so we'll have to find that. But we'll Gotcha. I'll, I'll include a little audio clip of uh this cuz yeah, that is hilarious. It's like my dad, my dad owns a dealership, man. <laughs> <laughs> if, if he Wait, wasn't didn't the guy die? Like he was like if he wakes up, tell him to drink and it was like Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Hawker Teen Hunger Force. Talk about a show of the time, right? Like, 
Right. It just like came out. I was in mid college. You know, you were starting to come visit down and stuff. You're in late high school and stuff. And like, it, it is not something we could describe to our parents or um, my kid. Right. Like, it'd be something you're like, oh, you got to watch this. It's so funny. And they'd just look at you, be like, <laughs> like what, what the hell right. were you guys <laughs> smoking? And it's like we weren't smoking yeah. anything, man. We were just it's hilarious. Like you have this meatball, you have this box of fries, and what was the other guy? Um, uh, shake a shake. You have shake, master shake. Yeah, <laughs> and like each episode's like twelve minutes long, and it is just the most random, brilliant, absurd comedy from the early two thousands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need to go back and watch some of that because it's been too long for me, and I would still think that stuff's funny. I'm I'm sure. Other people probably oh, yeah. think it's stupid. I'm but. pretty sure you bought me the season one on DVD, like when my arm was broken or something. Okay, yeah, like like you you had that Christmas, like when my arm was out of commission. I remember uh, two things that I received as gifts uh, from Kevin. One was the Aqua Teen Hunger Force season one, maybe season two, uh, maybe both. I don't know, but the, the, it was right. definitely something there. The second was my Boss DD20 uh, digital delay. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that I have, which is not a cheap pedal. That was really expensive. Like, oh yeah, I like think yeah, two hundred bucks, two hundred bucks, two hundred fifty bucks. I know it was a lot. It was a lot for me at the time. Shit, still a lot now. Yeah, and it, I know. what's what's weird is okay. So, um, for people that aren't aware, uh, you know, we talk shop a lot, but like so, so as a guitarist or bassist and stuff, a lot of people have pedals, and so what the pedals do is they change the sound of your instrument. They add distortion, they add echo, they do weird flanger stuff, you know, that you, everybody's probably heard of a wah-wah that Jimi Hendrix used, and it'd be like, you know, type thing. Well, one of the things is a delay pedal. A perfect example of this is a lot of U2 uh, from the 80s. Um, the Edge, the guitarist, would use it, and it'd be like, you know, it's right. a lot of delay. Um. So Kevin gets me this DD20, which was like the the cream of the crop for delay pedals. It has two pedals. You can do all this crazy stuff. If you want to sound uh-huh. like David Gilmore, if you want to sound like The Edge, all this stuff. Right. Um, I use like two sounds on it, and it does like a thousand sounds, right? <laughs> I mean, it is called the DD20 Giga Delay. <laughs> I just love how it's Giga Delay. <laughs> But what's funny is that it's always been a spot on my pedal board, right? Um, oh, and what was great about it was it had like 19 seconds of recording time. So I could record a loop for 19. So I could record for 19 seconds and then it would automatically loop after that. Right. And that was uh-huh. kind of fairly new at the time. In the late 90s, early 2000s, there weren't a lot of people recording their own stuff and playing it back. But the, the DD20 could do 19 seconds. So it'd be like... You know, I could be playing riff, dun, 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 you know, and then, you know, do stuff. Um, because I had a DD3 before that, um, which was just a single pedal, and it would give you three seconds. And that's actually how I wrote um, the the line for Smithfield Avenue for Dutch Uncle, was because it was literally the only thing I could play in those three seconds before it would start looping again. 
Okay. So so Smithfield Avenue is like and that's the that's how I, that happened, right? And so Dustin and I would be playing or Roach and I would be playing and it'd be like and so like Roach would be and the bass part right. And then I could solo over that, right? Cuz that's actually how I learned to solo a lot was just doing these little 3 second bursts of uh, you know clips. Uh, but then Kevin introduces this DD20, and I'm like, what? <laughs> I can almost record a whole song. And <laughs> uh, but we'll fast I can't. Oh, I God. can't remember, like, my thought process with, like, because I don't think you ever alluded to, like, you wanted it. Like, I thought, I think it was more of a, I think Michael would really like this mm-hmm. type of gift. Versus, like, you you were talking it up for, yeah. you know, weeks or whatever. Like yeah, I, I, I'm not sure, because I, I do think... I, I think one thing that happened in... I've done this so many times with so many things, with, like, oh, I got rid of video games, and I'm like, why did I get rid of that? Like, it wasn't taking up any space. Right. Um, and I got rid of all my pedals. And I remember when I sold your, um, your guitars in your band, I sold them my wah pedal and my TS9, I think. Oh um, yeah, like, like why did I do that? <laughs> like, <'cause, Yeah. laughs> because I got some other pedal and I was like, oh, this is going to replace all of those. It yeah. replaces all of the sounds, you know. For my uh, high school graduation, I got money, and I bought this Boss <sighs> B three or BT. I don't know. It was a multi effects board and stuff, and it's just like. I used it for a few years, and I was like, I don't need pedals. I have this one thing that rules them all, and yeah. it never sounds as good. And yeah. So anyways, then I slowly built it back up. So I'd gotten rid of that DD3 that I'd you know, come up with the Smithfield Avenue lick on. And I think that might have been it. I think I was like looking for um delay pedals or something did you go with roach and i when we he went down to play the not the warwick what, what did he have the modulus in outside modulus, of cincinnati yeah. when he picked yeah. it up out of cincinnati yeah were you there yeah, I, I was there because yeah. i bought a dd7 on that trip too so roach oh, picked okay. up his modulus base and i bought right. the dd7 and i was pretty sure you were with me and i think it was just like this is where i'm guessing is they had the dd20 i was like ooh, like that is the the thing, right? Uh, right, that's, that's the right. bee's knees. Because again, the DD7 could only do like six seconds of recording, and it kind of makes sense now because if you think about it, that summer is when we recorded um, the five songs that we recorded right okay. before I yeah. broke my arm, oh, and so yeah. we were playing a lot. So I bet it was a similar thing. I was bet it was just like the Smithfield Avenue where I was like, oh, man, I really wish I had more than six seconds because, like, I record uh, something, yeah, you would play uh-huh. to it, and then I'd kind of solo over it. And it was like, oh, if only we could have more, right? And I, I right. bet that was probably the the germation of that thought process. Yeah. And even yeah. though I didn't explicitly yeah. say, hey, the DD-20 is what I want, I bet you were just, like, thinking because, um, you know, uh, th- that's just how we were working at that point in time. Yep. Yeah, that makes yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Which maybe we'll hold that recording session of that album to to like episode 50 or something. Uh, <laughs> I'm not ready to dig into that hole yet. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll curb that that cuz I do think that that will be a good topic to discuss that whole thing, but Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, so anyways, so I have this DD20. It's it's an amazing pedal. 
I don't even use it to 5% of its ability, right? Uh-huh. But over the years, I keep they keep releasing cooler pedals, or newer pedals, I should say. So Boss now has a DD500, I think is what it's called. <laughs> They're like, we've blown past the doors, and we, we skipped 100, we skipped 200, it's the DD500 now, you know? Oh and and there's... I could just see like the marketing meeting. They're like, "What are we gonna call this pedal?" And it's like <laughs> the DD five hundred. <laughs> oh, but but like, so I like contemplated buying it. You know, like, oh, I could replace the DD twenty with this, and I'm like, well, what does it do? That <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And um, there's a company called Strymon out of the California. They make. Super boutique, like really nice pedals. Um, a lot of people think they're overpriced, but I don't know. It, they do sound really awesome. They're okay. just really high end pedals. But like they were kind kind of at the forefront of this. Hey, p- guitarists really like to buy pedals now, um, and so they're, they're charging for it. They're three, four hundred, five hundred, six hundred dollars. Um, they have their own delay pedal. And so for a long time, I was like, ooh, I should get a Strymon timeline. You know, like, I could do all this stuff. Because, of course, you watch demos, right, <laughs> of, of people doing Right, stuff. But right. I'm, <laughs> but I'm sure if that person was doing using a DD-20, they'd be able to do the exact same stuff, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all about, like, okay, here, I'm, like, using this to its fullest and stuff. But I don't know. So I, I long way of saying I keep been like no this dd20 is perfect and it's got a story behind it you know it's like this yeah is like gift, uh-huh. gifted to me like so right you know it's a pedal i'm never gonna get rid of right i i remember um watching a thing with uh john mayer he was in it and he had he had he like saved old pedals Mm-hmm. Like that was like a thing that he did. He was just like, yeah, he's you know because he was just like, I never know. I think like he like he was thinking like when I'm recording, like I want, I might not use this pedal, but I might want it during like a recording session or something like that. So like like in the studio, it it, it was when um it was when there were when he was doing the Continuum album. Um, he just, there was like probably, so like the long tables, like that can see eight people, mm-hmm. there was probably four of those tables that were just completely full of guitar pedals that he was just like, all right, he's like, I could maybe use that one. And you know, <laughs> you know, what's weird is like, I think if Katie saw that video and there's probably easily $50,000 worth of pedals on his table, right? Yeah. Yeah. She, she, she I, I wonder, and she'll tell me, um, but like, does she have any, like, she's just like, what the hell? Like, what are you doing, John? Mayer? Yeah. <laughs> but like, it would be one of those things where he could play the same thing across two pedals and she might not hear it. And I might not even hear it, but like he hears it, and it makes him like, like, oh, I got to right. use this one, right? Right. Like, uh huh. It's just this weird, uh, you know. It's just an, another part of collecting where I know she looks at my video game collection is like, what the hell? Who who did I marry? Because <laughs> 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 I will say she didn't even really know I played video games because it was a weird time when we met between 2007 and started dating in like early 2009. 
that was my low point for playing video games. Uh-huh. You know, I yeah. mean, I think the only video game I really played was Rock Band that you had bought. Right, like, right. It's not like right. I had the Wii set up downstairs and we were playing Wii games or the Xbox 360. Really, the only reason I had the 360 set up was because you bought Rock Band, and like Katie came in thinking I was this motorcycle riding band playing guy, and and I'm like got this nerdy <laughs> video game collection with <laughs> figurines in the basement now. Yeah, like yeah. sorry, baby, I tricked you into marrying me. all right what do you think do you have any uh songs for this week so i do and i had mentioned this and i think maybe it was the the last episode that silver sun pickups was getting ready to release a new album and so they did and so my song uh for this week is their second song off this new album it call it's called it doesn't matter why and if you want to hear a song that lights a fire under your ass it's like you turn this song on and you just you like whatever you're doing like it's it's if you need a boost you turn this song on and it just reminded me of um what was it like did did they did nike plus did they call it like power songs oh yeah your your power yeah i think it was your power song yeah yeah it was like, like your You'd hit the button, and no matter what was happening, it would switch to your power song. Right, right. So if there was ever a power song, this It Doesn't Matter Why is this power song. Kevin, you ready for another? 